You're listening to a message from Victory Church of the Bay Area. For more information, please visit us on our website at victoryus.org. Good morning, everyone. Thanks, Pastor Neil, for that uh, beautiful introduction. <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, it's always a very humbling experience to stand before you. Uh, and sharing your word, but uh, my heart's desire is one thing only, and that's to honor the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, to give him glory and honor. And so uh, my prayer this morning is uh, for us to have a fresh revelation of him. And so uh, why don't we all stand up and let's read the passage that we're going to read. And it's going to be a long passage. Uh, I'm planning to read all the chapter, uh, the whole chapter 9. Okay, so uh, if you have your Bible, you can read with me or you can also read uh, in, the, in the screen above. Okay, John chapter 9. Jesus heals a man born blind. As he, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, he put mud on my eyes and I wash and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received the sight, his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son? who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. 
So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why? This is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, you were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, for judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, are we also blind? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you, because your word is uh, alive, Lord. And Lord, I pray that uh, you will speak to us through your word, God. May your word be not a, uh, not a letter that kills, Lord, not dead letters, but of spirit that gives life, Lord. And I pray that everyone will really uh, see you for who you, you really are as your word is being preached today, God. Lord, we honor you, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. Okay, you may all sit down. Okay, so for those of you who have not uh, read your Bible in a long time, uh, that's a good exercise, okay? <laughs> so, uh, but before we dive, okay, into that word, I actually three other verses that I want to read, okay? And uh, it's like a recap of uh, what we have heard uh, the past five weeks. At the same time, I want to use that, these three verses as a springboard, okay, to the, to the message that I want to share. So the first uh, verse that I want to share is in uh, John 20, 20, uh, John 20, 30 to 31. And he says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. You know, in the Bible, there are different uh, words that uh, the, the, the writers use uh, for miracles. Okay, some uses the word wonders. Okay, it conveys uh, something extraordinary, something wonderful. Okay, some uses the words uh, uh, miracles. Okay, some, some uses the word works. But uh, John, uh, in his gospel, uses the word signs. 
And uh, I believe Pastor Neil already said that sign is not the end of itself. It's just sign is uh, points to something. Okay? And here John said in John, verse 30 that Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples. There are a lot of other signs and miracles that Jesus did. Okay? But John, I mean, when he wrote this gospel, he's thinking, okay, let me think of seven signs. And uh, actually, seven is a kind of a perfect number in the Bible, okay? So seven days, something like that. So he, he uses seven signs to convey something. And he said that he, he uses uh, these are written so that you may believe. His purpose is so that we may believe. And the Greek word for believe there is pisteo. And it's not, it's not just uh, something that you believe in your mind, okay? It's not just an intellectual Many people believe that Jesus, you know, uh, died on the cross. Actually, uh, right now we're celebrating Palm Sunday. And next week is the Easter Sunday. And many people uh, attend church that day. Many people maybe even believe that Jesus died for them. Maybe they even call Jesus as their Lord. But when you say believe, it's not, it's not just a mental ascent. It's you put your faith, you put your trust. Something happened, okay? You, you, you really receive Him. You, believe, you, you don't believe intellectually, but you really put your trust, okay? It's like uh, during election, okay? You trust this guy, but if you do not vote for him, so it's useless. You put where your mouth is, okay? And then John said that... Uh, Believing, you may have life in your name, so that you, they might have, you might have life. And the result of that believing is life. Okay? And that life is not the life that we have right now. It's the life of God. In the Greek, it's Zoe. Okay? The life of God. So these signs are written so that we may believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that by believing in Him, we may have that life. You know, the, the next verse that I want to share is in John chapter 1, verse 4. It's a familiar verse. It says there that in Him was life. And you know, when you talk about Jesus being that life, you can see that He is really different. Okay, when He was here on the earth, you know, His disciples couldn't figure Him out. They always uh, do things that is not, uh, it's the other way around of what Jesus thinks. The Bible says that His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. For Jesus, you know, in the kingdom of God, it's a, if you want to, uh, if you want to be blessed, uh, we think that give, uh, by receiving we are be blessed. But to Him, it's more better, uh, it's more blessed to give. Okay? If you want to be the best, the greatest, you have to become the least. You want to be the leader? You have to become the servant. Okay, his thinking is different. His consciousness is different. He's always saying about his father. He is so conscious of his father. Okay, I do what my father is doing. I and my father are one. I thank you, my father, for, for, for glorifying me. You know, he's always 
consume. His consciousness is so different. And that's the life, the divine life that He wants to impart to us. You know, when I was not a believer before, my life is all about, I don't know, about this earth, about a lot of things. But you know, the life when I received Jesus Christ, then now I, I became conscious of God. Okay, so that's the life. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light of men, which means that we are blind. <laughs> okay? You know, the good example of that is uh, Nicodemus. If you read in John chapter 3, that uh, when Jesus, uh, when he went to Jesus, he was a teacher of Israel. Okay? He was a learned man. Okay? But when he came to Jesus, Jesus said to him, you know, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot see. You need to have the life. You need to be born. Okay? We are born physically. But we need to be born spiritually so that we will see the kingdom of God. Amen? And you know, the last verse that I want to share is in uh, John chapter 8. Uh, and it says here that... Uh, you know, it's so small. Huh? I couldn't read it. <laughs> Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. You know, if I'm going to ask you today, okay, maybe uh, no, no, no cheating, okay? <laughs> I'm going to pass a paper and then I'll ask you, what did Jesus teach? What is his primary focus when he teach? When he, because uh, you see, when we read the, the passage, his, his disciples ask him, Rabbi. Rabbi is a, you know, is a word for teacher, for the Jews. So what is his primary form? I, what's my main focus? And you know, as I was studying the Bible, it's interesting that uh, it's mostly about himself. Okay, especially in the book of John. He, he said, I am the good shepherd. He who comes after me, uh, he who... He who hears my voice, if they are my sheep. Okay? I am the door. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. You know, even if he speaks of his father, okay, he talks about his father, but he even said, I, I said earlier, my I and my father are one. He always related to himself. Okay? Even the Holy Spirit, okay? When he spoke about the Holy Spirit, okay, he will took of what is mine and make it known to you. In his teachings, actually in his teachings, the Sermon on the Mount, it's actually his life. As a Christian, okay? We need to have his life. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, Jesus is not a, a, an egomaniac, okay? But I think he's the only person who has the right to teach about himself. And uh, one of the things that he do is he not only speak it, he teach it, but he demonstrate. Like when he said that, when he said to Lazarus, uh, when he said to Martha, "I am the resurrection and the life." What did what does he do? He resurrect Lazarus. <laughs> When he said to the people that I am the bread of life, 
Well, he just feed them. 5,000 of them. And in this passage that we are going to study, and Jesus said that I am the light of the world, what did he do? He opened the eyes of this blind man. He removed the darkness in his life. And so as, you know, as I said earlier, I want to use that as a springboard. And so going back to the story, okay, it's a long story. And actually there's a lot of uh, things that we can glean, okay? There's a lot of things that we can uh, get from that story. And I don't believe that uh, we have enough time, <laughs> okay? Uh, it's already 11 o'clock, so I don't think I have enough time to... to <laughs> To, to say all those things. There's, that's, that's a really rich, a very rich story. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to get, do your own study too, okay? But uh, for this uh, particular, uh, this day, I just want to share three things that Jesus did to his, this blind person uh, that I want us to see and apply into our lives. Uh, number one is that Jesus initiates, Okay? And what, I'm, what I mean initiates is he's the one who initiates the work in the life of this, of this blind man. Okay, if you, read, if you read again the story, and I don't know if we can put it back. It says there that, that uh, Jesus, as Jesus was passing by, okay, all of a sudden this blind man was there. And you know, uh, I always say this. I don't believe that uh, in the short period of time that Jesus, three years of ministry, you know, everything that he do is, is led by the Spirit. It's led by his Father to the Spirit. It's not an accident that he was there to heal this guy. Okay? It was not an accident that this blind man was sitting. Okay? For that blind man, probably, it's just another day in paradise. Okay? <laughs> it's just another day of living and going to that uh, and then begging and then and the next day, he didn't really think that uh, something different will happen. But, you know, uh, without his knowledge, I believe Jesus, Jesus already saw him. Jesus already has his plan for his life. Jesus the one who initiates. Paul says in Philippians that he who began a good work in you. He's the one who starts. Okay. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, he says there that uh, looking to Jesus, the author. He's the author of our faith. You know, I don't even think that this man knows that uh, Jesus is looking at him. I don't think that he even knows that Jesus is uh, coming near him. I think the moment that uh, when Jesus just spit on the, 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 the soil and then make mud and then the moment that it touches him, that's the thing. That's the time that he knows. And when Jesus said, go and wash, but he didn't know. And, you know, I can say this, that uh, Jesus initiates his work in me. Okay, I, although I'm uh, maybe a religious person, but I don't really know him. My, my mind is really not for him, okay? I just go to, to the church just to make forma, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> translate, how's the audit? Okay. 
uh, to, to just show off uh, my new shoes or my new clothes and, and look at the pretty girls, you know. So, but I don't really know him. And it's a good thing to know that uh, even before I know Jesus, he, is, he knows me. Okay? <laughs> he has a plan for my life. And I know that in that particular moment, okay, in time, when he starts doing his work in me, he already has his mind set on me, okay? He initiates it. He said it uh, in Luke that the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I don't know about you. Maybe you're the guy who, uh, when you were born, you were really seeking God already. Okay, that you are, you want to know Jesus already. <laughs> but you know, it's really by the grace of God. It's by the touch of God. Okay. You know, Christian life is not about do this and do that. It's not about that. It's not religion. It's a relationship, and it starts when Jesus touches your life. It starts when he initiates his good work in you because he has a plan for your life. Amen? So, Jesus initiates. So, uh, it's interesting that uh, when the disciples were talking, uh, he asked, they asked Jesus, Jesus, so who sinned? His parents or, or him? And he was born blind. Okay, so how can he sin when he was born blind? Uh, and you can see that uh, they have this notion, this false notion about sin. And there are a lot of people, okay, even today, that have their false notion. They're always using, they're always looking at the cause. But Jesus is looking at the purpose, okay? Oh, this, it's not this man who sinned or his parents. It, it was so that the works of God might be displayed in his life. It's purpose, okay? And I remember, uh, I think last Friday we were talking about something and then uh, one of our members just skipped. So why did sin come into the world? Why hatred or something? And uh, <laughs> I should have said this, <laughs> okay? Because God, Jesus looking at the purpose uh, so that the works of God might dis be displayed in each one's lives. And you know, God, uh, Jesus, uh, especially for, for us, okay, sometimes uh, it's when we are, when we really need something, okay? <laughs> when there was a felt need and that Jesus will meet that need that we can start knowing him. Okay, sometimes when we are okay, everything is going okay in our life. Okay, we tend to not, we don't have time for God. We don't have time for Jesus. Okay, but when we are in need, like this blind man, when he has nothing, okay, he is poor in the spirit. <laughs> Blessed he is. Amen. For it is he who belongs to the kingdom of God. And so, he initiates, okay? So, number two is that, uh, number two, <laughs> yeah. he 
Jesus imparts. Okay, Jesus imparts. And why do I say this? <laughs> so Jesus imparts, uh, when he starts his work in us, he, Jesus imparts his life. Okay, Jesus imparts his grace. Jesus imparts his faith, his wisdom, his courage. Remember when this guy was, uh, initially, they, when he went home, the neighbors was asking him, Okay, so are you the man? Yeah, I am the man. So how do you see? Oh, because uh, this man, Jesus, okay? He just put mud. And then I'll see. So where is he? I don't know. But when he was, uh, what, but when he was uh, brought to the Jewish leaders, okay, he, he spoke with boldness. Okay? So this man is a sinner. Oh, I don't know about sinner, but uh, one thing I know, I was blind. And now I see. I think one good example also is where, uh, the Samaritan woman, if you read it in John chapter 4. You know, when this woman came to the well, he always go, you know, at the noon of day so that no one will be there. Okay, so that he will be, she will be alone. But when he met Jesus, when, when she met Jesus, when she encountered Jesus, what did, what did he do? What did she do? Okay, she went to the town and shared Jesus to the townspeople. And more, many people believed through her. You get those? You get that? And uh, one thing that you can see in the life of this blind man is that uh, when he encountered Jesus, when he was changed, you know, there were opposition already. Okay? The Jewish leaders already opposed what Jesus did. Oh, he's a sinner. He, he breaks the Sabbath. But I believe this, but I believe, uh, you know, as I said earlier, Jesus imparts wisdom. Okay? I, I don't know if he's a sinner, but uh, if he's really a sinner, why will God listen to him? I don't believe that he's a sinner because he, he uh, God hears his prayers. So he, there, he, this, you can see the courage and you know what? One thing also that I can uh, say on this this guy is that uh, when you encounter the Lord, there will be people that you know that will that will uh, separate from you. Okay, you know when I was a new believer, uh, I had my friends. Some of my friends, <laughs> I, I, they they used to be my friends, but then when I became a Christian, okay? I have the life of God in me. I, I just couldn't get along with them. Okay, there's something different, okay? There's something happened in me. And they can see that, okay? They can even, they can, you will experience, you know, that you will be persecuted, okay? Not, not in, a, in a dangerous sense, but they will make fun of you, okay? They will uh, say, things because your life has changed you have an encounter amen but you know jesus imparts that wisdom in you jesus will impart that uh, courage in you okay so number two is uh jesus imparts and number three the third point that i want to share is that uh, jesus reveals and I think that's the main thing, really. 
is that when Jesus reveals himself for who he really is. And uh, you can see it from this man, okay? That he started as a... Now, when Jesus, uh, it's interesting that uh, when this guy was cast out, okay, the, if you read again the story, he was cast out. He was excommunicated because of Jesus. Okay, his parents doesn't want to. That's why they said, oh, I don't know. We don't know what happened to him. Ask him. Because they were scared that people will cast them out. They won't be able to go to to the synagogue, okay? There are some people who are more concerned about their religion rather than have that relationship with God, with Jesus Christ. Okay, they are more scared of people rather than God. Okay, but this guy, he was cast out and it's interesting that Jesus always finds him out. Okay? And Jesus is the one who told him, okay, when he saw him, do you believe in the Son of Man? He's the one who, who can seek this man. Do you know who the Son of Man is? And, said, and, and the guy said, maybe, I don't know, maybe he didn't know Jesus really. He didn't saw him the first time. So that's why he asked, Lord, uh, Sir, who he is? And Jesus revealed himself, it is I, okay? And what happened is he worshipped. He Worship Jesus. And you can see the progression, okay? You can see the progression from the man, okay? This man, Jesus, okay? This man, whom Jesus, who put something in my eyes and told me to wash. And then uh, when he was asked by, the, by those religious leaders, they asked him, oh, who do you think is this guy? Oh, he is a prophet, Okay. He's not just a man, he's a prophet. And you know, prophet in the in the old times in the Israel in Israel, they are miracle workers. Okay, they are they have the, the word of God. But still they are men. Okay. But then Jesus reveals himself one more time. He worshiped him. You know, you only worship God. And isn't it that uh, that's what John wants when he said that uh, I write these things, these signs, so that you may believe that he is indeed the Son of God. He worshiped Jesus Christ. And uh, I think one good example in the New Testament is the Apostle Paul when he said that uh, it pleases God to reveal His Son in me so that I may preach Him. You know, it's always by revelation of God. Okay? It's not really by our study. It's not really by getting doctrine. It's by the grace of God. Remember when Jesus was asking His disciples, who do people say that I am? And His disciples said, oh, some people said that you are this, you're Elijah, you're one of the prophets. And Jesus turned to them and said, how about you? Who do you think I am? And Peter said, you are Christ. You are the Christ of God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, 
For this was not revealed to you by any man, but by my Father who is in heaven. It's by the revelation of God. It's by the touch of God in our life. And you know my my message is really short. <laughs> but uh, as I conclude this, I just put it here that uh, the conclusion is that uh, Jesus initiates, he starts his good work in us, he imparts his life in us, and he reveals himself to us because he wants us to know him. And that's the thing, he wants us to fully know him. And you know, going back to Paul, the great apostle Paul, okay? Before he became uh, the Apostle Paul, he was a Pharisee. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Okay? Born in the tribe of Benjamin. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, if Paul was alive today, if, if, he, if he is alive today, how can I possibly share the gospel to Paul? Okay? I don't think I can, uh, I don't think I can, I can out-debate him. I don't think that I can uh, bring him the logic Outlogic him. Uh, there's a word for that. I don't think that I can uh, frighten him to accept Jesus. I don't think that I can, uh, you know, emotion, you know, spin, emotional spin. In fact, when he was, when, when Stephen was being martyred and Stephen was giving his testimony, Paul was there. And, and Stephen was full of the Spirit. And I believe that uh, there, you know, it made made an impression upon Paul. But still, when Peter was martyred, when Stephen was martyred, Paul gave his uh, his okay. And after that, he, he is the one who persecuted the church. But you know what happened? He saw the Lord. Okay, he saw Jesus, and that ruined his life. First Corinthians fifteen. Can you put First Corinthians 15? Last of all, as the one untimely born, he appeared also unto me. Jesus appeared to Paul in the road of Damascus when he saw him and he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he was blinded by that light. And his life was never the same. From the, from the, from the uh, most fear, uh, fearful persecutor, he, was, he became the great propagator. Because he saw the Lord. He saw him. He has a revelation. Going back to uh, Galatians. It pleases the Father to reveal his, his Son in me. It was by the revelation of God to fall that changed his life. And you know, I don't think that uh, I can uh, or we can we can really reach the, the level of Paul's <laughs> spirituality, you know, because, you know, of all the sufferings that he, he suffered, uh, sharing the gospel in the known world, in the Roman empires, planting churches. You know, I don't think that we can match that. <laughs> but, you know, Paul, when he, uh, when he was at, uh, imprisoned uh, and writing to the Philippians in his old age, and let me read that, Philippians chapter 3. 7 and 8. 
Okay, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. You know, all those things that I know before, all those uh, being the Hebrew of Hebrews, being, uh, you know, I, I'm advancing in Judaism well ahead of, my, of people my age. I'm a Pharisee of Pharisee. But said, you know, I counted all that rubbish compared to the surpassing knowledge of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. And then he said, I want to know Christ. I want to know him more. And, uh, you know, I believe the good thing is uh, Jesus wants us to know him. Amen? The good thing is he's, it's really in our heart's desire. If we really want to know him, he will reveal himself to us. And not in a very religious way, but in a relationship. Like Paul. Like this blind man whose life was never the same again when he encountered Jesus Christ. Amen? So let me read this passage as I close. Okay, First Corinthians. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness. May this light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that we will have the same thing, an encounter. Okay? You know, uh, it's, maybe it's like a cliche that uh, it's not an accident that you're here. This is the appointed time where, when Jesus will touch you, will have, will have his touch in you. And maybe you're saying that, you know, I've been attending, but I didn't really see. I've heard of people that, oh, I read the Bible, but I can't understand. But the moment that you see, you will see the difference. You know, those people who saw, you know, like Isaiah, you know, remember when he was, uh, he, he saw the Lord? <laughs> and then when God says, uh, who will go before uh, for us? Here I am, Lord. Send me. He saw. And my prayer is that the same with us, that we will see God for who he really is. That we will have a deeper revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ in our life. Amen? So let me pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, may your word come alive into our hearts. Uh, Lord, uh, I know that it is your desire for us to know you and Lord, may it be that uh, you reveal yourself to us in a new and living way, God. I pray that you speak into the hearts of every people that's here. Maybe there are people here that are really, really desiring to know you. And God, uh, may you show yourself to these people. And Lord, may it be that our hearts desire is really to know you, like Paul. Or in spite of all the experiences that he has from you, Lord, in spite of all the things that maybe me, uh, all of us experience from you. Lord, we want to know you more. We want to know you more. Lord, show yourself to us in a new and living way, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.